Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Greg Bilderback from 627, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, we've got another interview uh, for you today with uh, Greg Bilderback. Uh, from the band 627, and we're going to talk all about what 627 is all about and everything here in a minute, uh, and uh, Greg took the time to call in with us today, so we're really happy about that. He's a very interesting guy. You guys are going to like him. We're going to have a good time. Uh, before we get uh, too started, uh, too far into things, I would like to go ahead and thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, that is pplmag.com. Uh, this is Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV, network, online business community. Uh, it's a great place to sort of uh, uh, get all kind of great information on a lot of different topics, a lot of informational stuff there, a lot of educational stuff there. You can learn a lot on a lot of different topics from health and fitness to business to marketing. And you can even learn about great musicians because one of the podcasts there is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. So you definitely want to check that out, pplmag.com. They've been a supporter of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus for a long time now. Um, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and that is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, you can go there. Every Tuesday is a new interview, and every, tu- every Tuesday and Thursday we put up a new interview. And every Saturday there is a new music podcast with my lovely and talented uh, co-host, Miss Katie Simone. So I know you guys don't want to miss that. Uh, easiest thing to do is just pop your name and email address when you get to the page there. Then you never have to worry about it again. We'll send the podcast right to you. And uh, you can check them out uh, as uh, you like. Uh, like I was telling you guys at the beginning here, we've got uh, Greg Bilderbeck on the uh, on the line with us today from the band Six Two Seven. And we're gonna—I can't wait to find out what Six Two Seven means. It's, it's, I'm sure it's some like it's probably a lottery winning lottery number that uh, you guys are gonna get to play, and we're all gonna get rich after the podcast. But uh, uh, Greg, Greg is actually—this is really interesting. Uh, he sat behind the drum kit for most of his musical career, and then he jumps out on this project here and um, just absolutely kills it uh, fronting this thing. Um, this is this is so dynamite. I, I'm really excited about it. Um, but, uh, Greg, why don't we just jump right in, buddy? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What an honor to be here. Oh, thanks, man. So um, why don't you tell us, so, so you're, you're a drummer by trade, at least from the beginning here. So how did you, tell us about how you got into music, what got you started playing music, and just give us a sort of Reader's Digest version of your, uh, uh, your sort of background here. Sure. Well, I am the second uh, oldest out of four boys, so I have an older brother that's about 18 months older than I am, and uh, he got into playing the guitar and the bass guitar when I was still pretty young. I think he was, you know, maybe around 10, so I was, you know, (laughs) I was about eight or nine, and we started writing songs together, uh, bass and drum combination. I actually had a drum kit that was assembled out of... uh, 
uh, my snare drum case with my kick drum. I had a uh, practice pad I would set on top of that for my for a tom. I would use an upside down waste basket for a floor tom, and then I had my snare drum, and then I would use uh, a, a music stand for a hi hat. And we actually wrote several songs that way that ended up on a record that we later released as adults when we were in the band Five Hoff Cartwrights. That sounds like a like a drum set that like somebody like Tom Waits might use <laughs> for like percussion. Yeah, well, That's cool. <laughs> it definitely had the uh, the street musician feel, you know, the buckets and and I'm sure you've seen people use crates and buckets. It was a similar setup to that. <laughs> So you guys wrote some songs together. You got started in music right away because of your of your of your brother. You said started. Yeah, in early he was age. always in bands growing up, and he would and he was one of those cool big brothers that would let his little brother tag along everywhere. So I got to be in all of his bands and go to all the parties. So I, I got into music that was maybe more sophisticated than the other kids my age were listening to because of my involvement with my brother and his bands and his musical tastes. So for sure, that was a, a major player. And then my dad always had uh, a guitar in the house growing up. And it was sort of the one thing that belonged to him that we were allowed to touch whenever we wanted, if he was home or not. And so for some reason, we all just kind of gravitated towards it. And I think every one of us plays uh, to some level of ability. So uh, the guitar, I mean. Um, so. so what? So what music did you did uh, did your uh, when you were in these early days? What what music did you really like gravitate towards? I mean, your brothers introducing stuff. What did what really resonated with you? Well, I I really when I discovered the Cure, uh, things really started to change. I, I went off on a little bit of a goth phase. I kind of did the Joy Division, Bauhaus, uh, <laughs> wearing the 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 black slacks and the black button up shirts to school every day, kind of thing. And uh, so I got started in, in sort of the, the goth alternative scene that way, and I really got hooked on the cure. And then later, as I got into skateboarding, I kind of uh, branched out more towards the punk scene with the Dead Kennedys and No Effects, and even you know, a major influence on me to this day is Dinosaur Jr. Oh, yeah, 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 very cool. Um, I'm sure you can so, hear that in the uh, the wild guitar solos. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, especially the second track. Um, I've only got two two tracks here. Uh, um, what's, what are they? Reckless Soul would be the single that we have coming out first, but it's actually yeah, the Reckless... second track on the CD. Okay, all right. All right, yeah, you've got one that's a little more funky, and I don't have the. I I, th- I don't. I don't want to mix the names. One up. single. One single night would be the more straight up lean rock and roll song, but it has a pretty wild solo in it. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So anyway, so tell us a little bit about. So so you started working with your brother. You guys started writing songs together. Now is this is this project here, uh, six two seven? Is this a pro- Is your brother working with you on this? He is actually. Uh, he didn't start out that way. Originally, I recorded. Uh, seven song demo all by myself where I played every instrument and I kind of did that over a five or six year period of time in my spare time and so it was kind of a solo project and I dropped it on the internet and, and garnered quite a few more streams than I expected and so I decided it was time to put together a live lineup and, and try to put out a, a EP and put together a tour and so of course when I started thinking about who do I know that I would trust these songs that I wrote myself and played myself who are the people I know that I, I trust 
to play this stuff. And so immediately I went to my brother <laughs> and a few other friends in the process. So, yes, he is playing guitar with me in this project as well. Um, now, tell me about this because I, I have this highlighted because this really caught my attention. So you posted this track and you got a 1,000 streams on the first day. Now, please don't tell me that, like, you paid somebody, like, in the <laughs> Philippines to just stream a thousand times. No. I'd actually, I, I wasn't expecting any sort of reaction whatsoever. I just kind of put it up on the Internet and uh, made a little website and told a few friends, and some people told some people, told some people, and by the end of the first day, yeah, I was standing next to my friend Mike Knapp, who at the time was just a friend. Now he's playing bass in the band as well. But he was standing next to me when it hit a thousand streams. And I looked at him and said, I don't know how normal this is. <laughs> I don't have a vast frame of reference to reflect on, but that seemed like a lot. And it was enough to inspire me to kind of poke at it a little bit. And then I got to thinking, well, gee, if I if I really poked at it and, and started, you know, getting out there and telling people about it, what would happen then? And so, and then it just has been a roller coaster ride ever since. Fantastic. Um, so now, now was it, was it, was it reckless soul? Which song what was it that got the thousand in one day? It was actually a song called top of the world, which mm-hmm. is the fourth track on the EP. And it will be the last of the four singles to come out. But it was the first that I posted to the internet and I actually had shared it on Facebook, which I think is, is what garnered the shares on shares that led to the thousand streams. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, what, you know, we're going to go ahead and I want to play a track. You got to tell me that we usually work this out ahead of time. I jumped in before we started, <laughs> we, we started talking before we worked this out, but which track do you want us to play? Do you want to play? Uh, let's start with reckless soul. That's the single that just came out and we're, we're just about to launch the video for that, which is going to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, so cool. yeah, let's do that one. Okay, we're going to play. This is Reckless Soul. Um, Greg, Greg uh, le- leading this project uh, called Six Two Seven, and we're going to talk about the the uh, the name of the band and everything when we come back. But Reckless Soul Six Two Seven on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Try the less 
Okay, cool jam, man. Now tell us, tell us a little bit about the song, and uh, and just just go ahead, jump in. Well, it's a song I actually wrote about my son, and I wrote the lyrics and the main guitar riff quite a few years ago. He was really little even then. He's 19 now and, and uh, runs his own uh, post-hardcore band called Swords of Sangelios. And uh, at any rate, I wrote the song about him when he was little because I'm telling you, from the time he was three years old, the kid was a nonconformist. If you asked him <laughs> to do something or told him you wanted him to do something a certain way, he would do the opposite just <laughs> to do the opposite, not because he actually disliked or liked anything a particular way, but just because you asked him to do it, he was going to do it different. And he's kind of always been that way, still is to this day. And so if you listen to the words on the song, you know, if I told you not to sing, you'd serenade me with a song. It, it just kind of captures his, I'll do what I want to do because it's what you don't want me to do kind of attitude. <laughs> so he's kind of a reckless soul. He's just putting he it out there and saying, well, I'll go for it and then, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> he is. He's a cool kid that way. Um, see, it's great to hear, like, guys, you know, like you're like a dad, and you, and it really rocks. I mean, this isn't like you know, uh, you know, when you, I, I wouldn't have expected you to say you were dad because it's like this really kicks ass. It doesn't, you know, what I mean, it doesn't have that, you know, what I mean, like, you know, I, I do interview people, interview musicians from a wide variety of genres and age groups and stuff like that, you know. So I would have thought, you know, oh, well, we're going to listen to some like, you know, adult alternative track, and this is just like it doesn't sound right like ass. I drive a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's cool. I hope that the does the minivan make it into the video. That's the question. Actually, there is a van in the video, but I had to rent the van. The video is actually really funny because we wanted to capture the fact that all of us live in different places. My brother that's in the band lives in Texas, in Austin, and I have another brother that lives in Bellingham, which he also is playing keyboards and backups in the in the band, and that's about two hours away by driving from Gig Harbor where we live. So we kind of have the sense that every time we get together to do shows or touring or recording that we're kind of shipping one another back and forth. And so the video in concept is essentially like the FedEx guy, or in this case, the 627 <laughs> delivery guy going around and picking up these packages that contain different members of the band and shipping us to a location. It, it's pretty funny. You, you guys will like it. So, so six two seven is a is a delivery. I'm not familiar. It's, it's a delivery no, company. Well, no, that, that was a, the the fictitious delivery service we invented to oh, uh, I got you. to okay. deliver the van. Six two seven. The name itself actually comes from uh, my motocross racing number. It was the last three digits of my registered AMA number, which is typically 
what a non-professional racer would run as their three-digit number on their number plate. Ah. And I originally wrote the first song, uh, was called Motor Mouse, and it was about a friend of mine that never really rode, but he always had a lot of commentary about riding when he was there. <laughs> and so the, is, is your motor as fast as your mouth was kind of the concept of the song. And I entered it into a contest, and I needed a band name, and I looked at my racing number, and there it was. And a trademark later, now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Band names are like, geez, you know, uh, I'm working <laughs> with some guys, and we're trying to change the band name, and, like, nobody can agree on anything. It's going to turn into a brawl. Um, so tell us, tell us, talk about this record, because you worked with uh, Jack and Dino, who was known for working with Nirvana. Tell us about this. How did you get connected with Jack, and where did you guys record? Well, we recorded at a Soundhouse recording studio in Seattle, which is where Jack pretty much hangs his hat. In fact, he lives right across the driveway. He can walk from his house into the studio. Uh, but as far as me meeting Jack, it's kind of a funny story. I have an attorney that's handling my trademark application, and she referred me to a mastering engineer, Joe Lambert, who had been nominated for a Grammy, and she suggested that I work with Joe. So I contacted Joe and sent him a copy of my demo and said, you know, what do you think about this recording? Who should I work with? He may or may not have actually dropped Jack's name. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I I, uh, I went ahead and, and heard Jack's name and called Jack and told him, hey, uh, Joe Lambert thinks we should work together. And Jack believed me. And so six weeks later, we were in the studio together. Wow. So so you flew everybody out or you did did you play on the whole thing or did you fly everybody out to do on the to do the recording? I did fly my brother up from Texas to play on the recording and my other brother drove down from Bellingham to sing on the recording and then the other two guys in the band lived relatively close to me, so we all drove together from our house in Dig Harbor to the studio in Seattle. So, yeah, okay. everybody, the live show lineup really did play on the record, and that was why we wanted to record the song One Single Night. Even though it wasn't one of the demo songs, we wanted one song on the EP that we all wrote together that wasn't one that I had written before we started. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we added One Single Night, and that's why I wanted to make sure that was the second single that came out, because I want to put something out that everybody had a part in, in creating from the beginning. It wasn't yeah, my yeah. idea to just make them my tour slaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's people. People tend to like enjoy it more if they feel like you know they're part of the whole process, you know, too. Right. So that's smart thinking. Well, you've you're a dad, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've had some happy. experience in life <laughs> to right. know how to deal with people for sure. Uh, so what's going to happen here? What's uh, are are now you are you guys going to are we looking at a tour coming up or or like what, what the record's going to come out on August fifth? It'll be probably be out by the time uh, this airs, anyways. So 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 what's the thing? Are you just going to like just keep writing? Like what do you, what does the next maybe six to twelve months look like? Right. Well, I think if you I mean if you really looked inside of our heads, I think you would see that every one of us is pretty well focused on one thing, and that's getting to a point where we can do this again. It was hard to settle uh, on four tracks to record, you know. But financially, when you are, when it's your debut, you know, I, I was trying to keep things, uh, you know, in a place where I could control costs and kind of get our name out there. So we realized that that this EP is is you know kind of just an introduction, and so we're really, really, really keyed up on getting ourselves in position to release a, a full length follow up. Uh, that being said. 
uh, we need to move a few of these units first. So, yeah, we are leaving uh, on, on the date our album comes out, August 5th. We are leaving the following Monday from Seattle. We play our record release party Monday. And then Tuesday we're in Olympia, and Wednesday we're in San Jose. And so for the next 15 days we're going down to Southern California and back. And uh, we still have a couple of gaps that I'm hoping to fill on the way back up. But, yeah, we have we have about seven shows going down to L.A. Uh, we're playing in Los Angeles back-to-back nights, Saturday and Sunday, the 13th and 14th of August. It's really exciting. It's a little West Coast uh, uh, tour for you guys then. Yeah, yeah. With, it fit into a window that we could all get away from work because we're still all just regular blue-collar working-class people like everybody else. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so um, – so what's so what is the uh, six two seven live experience uh, go, going to be? It's really expect? high energy. Uh, I don't sit still on stage, and I don't want to. Uh, that was one of the things about getting out from behind the drum set that was big for me, and so I I made a point to go wireless for my guitar and monitor setup because I really do not want to be tethered to any particular location. Mm-hmm. Bad enough coming back to the mic stand at center stage. But, uh, no, really, I, I like to move around a lot. Uh, we mix up our set list. We have some pretty cool covers. Uh, we sneak in a Foo Fighters cover. Occasionally we'll throw in Fascination Street from the Cure, which tends to go over really well. Uh, and, yeah, we a lot of jumping around on stage and a lot of movement. See, like, what what I thought of, like, when I read your, when I read the bio, the first thing that first thing came to my mind was, Dave Grohl, because you know, drummer, right. turns, He's front, my hero turns front, too. turns front man, you know. So, so that's cool <laughs> that you guys are going to do a do, do a little Foo Fighter uh, action uh, uh, in there. Do you ever uh, go like, damn, I, I really, you know, I'm kind of itching to get back behind that drum set. I mean, do you, do you, I mean, since you did that for so long, you, you have any yeah, feelings about that? Yeah, we actually recently we just played a, a private event at my house back in March. And uh, we had about 35, 40 people come over, and we just wanted to do a little party for my son who was in town. And uh, when we played the show, we did a cover of the Cranberries song, Zombie, and we had the drummers. The drummer switched to playing the guitar. So Dave played the guitar, I played the drums, and his daughter sang. And uh, we did that at the party. So, yeah, it was fun to play the drums a little bit. Yeah, you you don't think you're gonna you're not gonna do that though in this band. You're gonna be you're gonna be full time fronting the thing, dragging yeah, well, everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, D- Dave sets his drums up so differently than I do that on the occasion that I do sit back down there, uh, or sit down back there, uh, I, I don't find it all that comfortable. <laughs> mm, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so, um, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, the kids at home? Uh, how they can uh, follow what you're, what you're doing and keep up with everything you're doing and maybe find out about all your shows and stuff. Cool, yeah. Well, of course, you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, that's facebook.com slash 627. That's S-I-X-T-W-O-S-E-V-E-N followed by the number 627. So it's facebook.com slash 627 and, uh, yeah, so you can go there, and if you click on the link for band page, you can sign up to track us through bands in town, and you'll receive notifications via email when we're coming to your town. So that's one way you can do it. 
You can always go to www.dub7records.com. That is our record label's homepage, and all of 67 shows are up there along with a ton of content. And, uh, yeah, so you can always do that to check on us. And, uh, of course, uh, your local newspapers and radio stations, we, we always reach out and let them know when we're coming to town, so you might hear about it that way. Uh, that is, uh, let me go ahead and give that again. The, it's Dub7, D-U-B-S-E-V-E-N, records.com, and uh, facebook.com backslash 627, all spelled out, then the numbers 627. Uh, and then it looks like from the, from there, there's the Twitter and the... the I'll stop yeah, you can SoundCloud. find all the links that way. Yeah, yeah, check out SoundCloud too, guys, because you can, you know, l- listen to listen what's going on. Uh, you know, one thing I didn't get from you as we were talking, what is the, what's the name of the album going to be? The name of the album is going to be Some Other's Day, and it's funny you ask. Originally, we had a different title slated for it, but uh, things being what they were, we got a discount on studio time and on Jack and Dino time by booking the studio time on Mother's Day. Uh, sorry, Mom. So she missed out on having three of her boys with her on Mother's Day because I took two of them with me to the studio. And uh, so we kind of figured we would name the album Some Other's Day because we went into the studio on Some Mother's Day and recorded an album that we then dedicated to my mother. Well, you know, they say, you know, that you, you, you guys that go into rock and roll, you break your mother's hearts. And so you, you just you went ahead and made that happen. But you made it up to her Trying, by dedicating yeah. it to her. She's dedicating hey. a record to her on the back. Is there anything to give birth to three-fifths of the band then? <laughs> Something to be proud of. Uh, absolutely. Um, hey, go, before we uh, wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to let the kids at home know uh, about uh, 627? Well, you know, kids often look at the pictures of Dub7 Records Studio and they see all the gear and and they ask, you know, like, how do I get into a position where I can have stuff like that? And honestly, you know, the the thing that I try to tell them the most is there's nothing you see in these pictures that were paid for by music. (laughs) (laughs) Really, everything you see in these pictures is paid for by me going to school and getting good grades and becoming an engineer and and doing the uncomfortable things like getting up every Monday morning at six o'clock and being to work by seven, because I mean, you know, I'm not saying give up on your dreams. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you have to realize that it takes time to work yourself into the position where you want to be. And you can't get frustrated with everyday life in between that. Yeah. Yeah. It's about keeping a, keeping a positive, uh, outlook on it and just doing what you got to do and uh, not, you know, worrying about it. Looking at you guys, man, I mean, you got kids in rock and roll and you're, and you're still, you know, you're, you know, starting a whole new chapter with this new project and everything. Yeah, who would have thought? That's that's fantastic. Um, uh, Greg, I want you to hang on the line. I'm going to wrap up the podcast and um, we have to come back and do a little business once I'm done. All right? Cool. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. Guys, this is, uh, you've been listening to uh, uh, Greg Bilderback. The band six two seven, and uh, you definitely want to check them out. I, I was grooving to it on SoundCloud. That is SoundCloud backslash uh, SoundCloud dot com backslash six two seven spelled out in the number six two seven. Um, and uh, it's really good rock and roll. They've got a couple tracks up there. Really excited to hear the rest of the album. Probably by the time you guys hear this, the record is going to be out. If you are in that uh, uh, general. Uh, geographic location there where Greg was telling us about it. You definitely want to go check them out. Um, 
when when they hit the road there. Uh, you guys are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. Uh, go ahead and check that out for all the uh, everything we have going on there. If you love great rock and roll, like bands like Six Two Seven and some of the other acts that uh, we've had here, the Manimals and Vexine, and uh, just just the list goes on and on of uh, of uh, Parker Harrison. It, it just just like it's a long litany of amazing acts that we've had on here. If you believe in this music and you really want to see it take off, if you'd like to be able to, see, if you'd like to have uh, maybe Greg come back on and talk about all the millions he's making in the music business and I quit his day job you want to get involved and help us promote this music so go to supportindierock.com and that's when you go there it's all self-explanatory and shows you how you can get involved with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus and help us do more to to promote these to promote these great bands um, my name is Lou Lombardi it's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com uh, thank you to 627 uh, Greg uh, Bilderback and thanks Positively Pittsburgh Live my uh sponsor that is pplmag.com for all their support Uh, hey guys have a a great rest of the day Uh, it is ludini rock and roll circus.com and we'll see you on the next podcast hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus